You are listening to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, and I'd like to thank you for joining us today. Uh, first and foremost, I'd like to thank our sponsor, MSP Ignite. MSP Ignite offers a peer group experience that is unique to managed service providers in the technology industry. If you are serious about implementing a model for success through sharing and collaboration of best practices, this is the best way to do it. Head on over to msp-ignite.com to get more information. All right, on to the show. Welcome everybody to this episode of MSP 1337. I'm joined again by Eric Hansen of Inland Productivity Solutions. Welcome, Eric. Hey, thanks for having me again, Chris. Hey, so as I was thinking about what episode to do this week, as I do every weekend, the one topic that keeps popping up is this idea of finger pointing. So this week's episode, you guessed it, finger pointing. And why- and it's your fault. And it's your fault. Uh, So (laughs) finger pointing, I think in a lot of different spaces is something that we can get hung up on real quick. We do finger pointing with our families. Uh, We do finger pointing anytime we want to uh, put the blame on somebody else, right? In cybersecurity, I believe finger pointing to be one of the most dangerous things that you can do in the heat of the moment. Now, I want to be clear about two things. One, it doesn't mean that someone isn't actually at fault for what has happened and that there aren't consequences for the lack of or the decisions that were made. However, that is something that should be addressed separately from when you're dealing with an actual incident in order to recover in the most efficient and expedited way possible. So Eric, you and I have both witnessed and experienced the finger pointing. I think we just did it just now. It hurts. (laughs) Talk to me about a conversation that you would have with a client, because one of the things that we know to be true with all MSPs is that the finger is going to get pointed at you anytime something is uncomfortable, uh, seemingly impossible. Why did it happen to me? You're my MSP. So it's your fault. Right. Well, anything that has to do with technology, it's your fault, Mr. MSP. It doesn't matter that you told me about it. It doesn't matter that, uh, you know, you tried to get me to do something to mitigate the, the, uh, the issue. Um, doesn't matter. Right. It's your fault. Right. Uh, and, you know, uh, we've been relatively fortunate in that, you know, certainly we've had instances where somebody has something go wrong. Hey, you said this would never happen. I can pretty much guarantee I never said this would never happen. We don't use words. That might be what, right. That might be what you heard in your head, but I can assure you, I never said this will never happen. What I said was probably we'll, we'll do our very best to unlikely minimize (laughs) the probability of this happening. Um, you know, and, and, and we talk about that. I talk about that when I'm selling to people who are like, oh, yeah, we always have these problems on the weekends or whatever it is. Like, well, I'm going to tell you what, Mr. Customer, I'm going to do my damnedest to make sure my phone doesn't ring on the weekend because you're Please. bumpy about something. Right. Um, and, 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 and that's going to be a two-way process. You're going to pay what I need you to pay to make sure you have the right stuff to mitigate this risk. 
Well, but, not to uh, go not to go too far down a tangent rabbit hole, but I can tell you from recent experience that technology works great between eight and five. And the reason I say that very reliable in the middle of the day when you're there to look at it and and fix it. And the air conditioning is on when it's summertime versus at five o'clock when they're like, (laughs) we're going to save money. And the closet that holds all your IT gear is suddenly now screaming because it's 104 in the server room. It turns out it doesn't really turn off till it's about 114. Oh, okay. Don't don't ask how I know. Right. (laughs) I I have had recent experience where I lost or I had my camera servers lock up because it exceeded 97 degrees in the room. And I'm like, I don't know what that means translated to the temperature of of the server. But since it was a camera server, it was a lot of hard drives with spinning disks. And I'm guessing the amount of heat that they were generating is not like your typical one use server that's just got air pulling through it with solid state drives in it. Yeah, no. So, no. so that's another example. And I, and I think of, I think of that one, I think of like uh, the internet goes down. I had a conversation with an MSP over the weekend and he was talking about, Hey, he was like, what's the worst client? Uh, you don't ever want to work with them again that has happened to you. And he said, he goes, mine was, he goes, I got a phone call where we were providing IT services for a 40th birthday party. They were going all out for this party. And he's like, 45 minutes into the party, the internet goes down. And the, the, the lady calls, she's screaming and yelling. And she's like, you are the reason that this has happened. And just doesn't let go. Then, then the guys whose birthday it is, he calls and he said, you have turned this in to the worst birthday in my life and just keeps going. And, and the guy's like, <laughs> I have no control over Comcast or whoever the internet yeah. service provider whoever, whoever, was, right? Yeah. But it yeah. was technology. And so therefore you get to be blamed. So one of the things I wanted to talk to you about, and, and I know because you're a planner when it comes to this kind of stuff is, Finger pointing, I think, is a byproduct of no plan. If we have an incident response plan, if we have some process and procedures in place, an escalation path, those kind of things, I think finger pointing becomes a whole lot less uh, upfront and in your face when something bad happens because you can say, hey, hold on, time out. We've got this in place for a reason. Do, have you had to, have you experienced that or is it more of like you get the finger pointing even if you have that? <laughs> well, uh, I think I think sometimes you get the finger pointing uh, if you have that. But if you've had the conversation about, hey, let's, you know, if, if you've had a conversation about this is something that might happen, here's what we can do to mitigate that from happening. Um, and the and the customer or client has bought into that idea and understands, yeah, this this could break very infrequently is our finger pointing, this is your fault. Right. Um, you know, unless, unless the plan to, to deal with the issue doesn't go well. I mean, then, okay. Yeah. You probably deserve the finger pointed at you. Right. Right. But you know, there, there certainly are things that, um, we as MSPs probably don't do a great job of sitting the customer down and saying, okay, here, this thing could happen. And here's how we're going to deal with that thing if it happens. And, you know, it's hard to throw in there. Oh, and by the way, recognize this isn't my fault. I'm just here to help you deal with it. 
you know, we had uh, an instance, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago where a uh, customer had, had or a client actually had said, hey, we want a new phone system and we needed to do blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool. So we go through our vendors because we don't just represent one, one system. You know, we're, we very much believe in uh, not being the one size fits all kind of MSP. Let's figure out what the right solution is for the client. Get them, sure. get them to that. And in that process, the owner got in a hurry, decided to make a, a decision in a couple of weeks rather than giving us the amount of time that we'd asked for. Signs up with another vendor. The other vendor ports their phone numbers out. Sounds very familiar. And doesn't think about the implication that this is going to happen, that this is going to have on the internet connection, which their new VoIP phone system is going to be uh, on. reliant on. Yeah. yeah. So the vendor who this, this client had given their, uh, given the phone business to, is like, Hey, our internet connection's out. That's your fault. Like, right. what? What What else is going on? Oh, yeah. Well, we signed this and this guy's doing that. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. Time out. Let's call the carrier. We call the carrier. They're like, yeah, this guy, you know, terminated their phone, their uh, all their connectivity on this date. Okay, cool. Um, they're calling us. Well, what do we do? I'm like, you're looking at the wrong guys. We can't. Yeah. really help you i mean we we can sign here expensive and you know which is exactly which is exactly what we did i'm like okay no more you know no more ancillary stuff you're gonna go do your banking you're gonna get your email that's yeah. what you're gonna use the internet for for the next several days while we put you on a uh cellular backup that we're gonna tote down there and by the way this is all out of scope Right. <laughs> this is this is not part of your managed agreement. This so, is part of uh you 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 uh fouled up here. So this is very specifically obviously security related. Um oh totally. 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 What I will say though is this is a good example of where I think I hope every MSP that's listening has had I'm sure has had at least five or more of, of stories like this, right? Like, well, they're just providing the following service. We signed up with it. We signed the paperwork and none of our cell phones work or whatever it might be, right? Like, you uh, now the best, the best, the best one is when the, the web developer goes ahead and grabs the DNS and then breaks their email. Oh yeah. That's, that is, I will say that that's probably takes the cake. And I think <laughs> I would say there's probably 80% of, of the MSPs out there have an example that's similar to that in the last decade that that has happened to them or someone that they know. It's kind of like saying, last you know, somebody decade, got COVID. Last month. Well, it's like saying, you know, <laughs> somebody, year. it's like you say, yeah. you know, someone who tested positive for COVID, you could probably say that, you know, someone who's been a victim of a, a web developer who knows so much about the internet that they managed to not screw anything up. Yeah. Is this not a perfect example though, of identifying how missteps happen on both sides, right? Like, all intentions were not trying to say, we don't want to work with IT inland productivity anymore. This truly was a lack of understanding of the pieces that are tied together to have their business be successful, right? Um, right. So, so what comes to mind for me, and I think you kind of, you hit, hit it on the head, which is, and maybe some more people need to hit on the head. You identified the whole, like, if you're talking about it, if you're communicating, you're like, hey, 
you're talking about a phone system. This isn't something that you just go out, like you would go to Best Buy and replace a, a flash drive because the one you have fell in the water. This is what's going to be in your environment for the foreseeable future. Three years, probably at a minimum, if not longer. I mean, I think about the phones I've used over the last 20 years. The ones I bought 20 years ago still work just as well as they, there's not been Did a when lot they of were changes new. there. Yeah. Right? Um, uh, they even still have a camera on it that while it may not be the highest resolution, if I want to do a video chat, it works just fine. But where I wanted to go with this is I think this is a perfect example of the finger pointing isn't necessarily something that can be avoided, but the finger pointing has a whole lot less uh, firepower behind it when they're pointing because there is at least a minimum understanding that says, I'm pointing my finger at you because I don't know who else to point at. And it's more questioning than it is uh, a jab, right? Like there's there's a finger right. pointing like, hey, I, I'm asking this as a question. Is this you? Like, can you help mm -hmm. me solve this problem? As opposed to you did this, it's your fault. I'm coming after you. Right, right. So, I mean, we can go with another. I've got another great example. We have, a, again, a customer, not a client. Um, that means they three, buy services from you, but you really don't go play golf with them on the weekend. Uh, no, what that, in my mind, what that means is we do some stuff for them. They're not a managed service client. And most importantly, they don't always do what we tell them to do. So that relationship does, is rocky. Yeah. A client does what we, what we tell them to do. A there customer doesn't always do what we tell them to do. Well, in sometimes our friends don't do what we tell them to either. No, you should not have one more drink. Well, without yeah, me. There's, uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> um, so you know, we had they they've had a 365 tenant for a long time before Microsoft started doing you know putting some minimums in place, and they did oh, not like have multi-security. Yeah, yeah, no multi-factor authentication. Okay. Okay. And, you know, we had documented, here's where we said, you have to do this. And here's where you said, oh, no, we don't. Right. Because our users are too stupid. Right. So the controller gets uh, brute forced. And uh, they routed, uh, I don't know, 30-ish grand. An inconsequential number. Well, fortunately to them, it's relatively inconsequential. <laughs> Um, they would rather, but, you not know, do that, but they'd rather not do that, but 30 grand isn't going to cause anybody not to get paid and, you know, it's not a business ending deal. Um, and they're still trying to claw it back. I mean, we're weeks after it now and we're still, they're still trying to claw it back. So guess what we were able to turn on right after that. I'm, I, I'm afraid to guess, but I'm going to go and it starts with a two. Interestingly not, not enough, not finger pointing. Interestingly enough, two. it does. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, so I, and I can, I think we can probably do this all day long. So I, I'll give you a, a short one. Uh, shifting. Uh, so MSP working with a client, they decide to switch MDMs. They go from one vendor to the next vendor. And during the COVID uh, timeout, there were machines that were turned off, maybe even not plugged in. Come back to the office, a couple of machines got plugged in. And some things happen, not in inventory, still have the old MDM. Well, of course, there's all this like finger pointing because coulda, shoulda, woulda. 
this wouldn't have happened. And one of the things that I uncovered with that conversation was that's not, that's not where the real problem lies. We're talking about symptoms of a problem. And I think that's the underlying problem we all have as MSPs. And I say that loosely because I'm not really an MSP anymore, but if we have an understanding that first and foremost, our job is to make sure we're managing your asset inventory. And then if that stack changes in any way without all parties knowing that it's happened, going back to your phone example, that's an asset inventory change that a change order or some sort of communication of like, hey, this is what we're going to do could have probably avoided a lot of uh, financial transactions that still probably didn't actually solve the problem. It just band-aided until you could get them into a state of functioning. Um, in the cybersecurity side, though, I don't know that we get as much um, flexibility or um, uh, I don't know what the right word is here, but like the, the consequences are bigger, right? It's one thing to lose your internet connection or not be able to make a phone call, but to have all of your data now be uh, available to someone else who shouldn't have it or to not be able to do anything at all. Now the consequences are bigger. So finger pointing is easier to do because, you know, someone has to pay for this. And this is kind of the segue that I had. And I've been thinking about this for a while is now let's talk about insurance because insurance is leading with a finger pointing and it's either pointing at fill this out. So you get insurance in the future or it's finger pointing that says you're going to do this and this. And based on that outcome, we'll let it do the finger pointing for us as to where we go next. And it's not pretty. Like, I'm not even sure what to say is like that next sort of like, Hey, Eric, answer this question. But <laughs> like, I just kind of okay. left I'm it over out here there. going. Hmm. So, so insurance companies as a whole have, have two functions. A, they want to make money and B, they pay out claims that are limited in scope so that they can continue to make money. And we buy from them because without insurance coverage, in many cases, uh, especially smaller businesses that go completely out of business. Yeah. Yeah. And, that would be a business ending event. Right. And so why I think it's so critical to talk about finger pointing in the context of insurance is because insurance is wanting to not share the full brunt of paying the claim. They want all those involved to participate in that financial transaction that gets you back on your feet. So if it can be proven that, oh, it was a vendor's fault or a third party, say naming the MSP, uh, when you're dealing with one of your clients calling their insurance companies, obviously this gets painful really fast. And so right. the question really is to you is how do we go about having real conversations with our clients to talk to them and their insurance companies about not getting into the indemnification and who's liable for what, but really the communication of like, hey, we've provided guidance and advice up until this point. We've talked to your insurance company up to this point. So that there's an understanding of when finger pointing starts, that there's at least a path that says yes, but as the MSP, while we're going to do everything we can to get you back on your feet, you didn't want to do some of these things and we can't force you down this path. Right, right. Well, I mean, I can't, I can't make you do the right thing. I can only tell you what the right thing is to right. do. Yeah, you know, it's... We're no different in that, from that respect, we're no different than an attorney or a doctor. You know, you go to your doctor and, and they tell you, you know, you better, you need to drop 30 pounds and, you know, you need to start exercising and you go, you know what, 
I'll get right on that after I finish this bottle of bourbon. Um, and then hey, there's you know, calories in bourbon. Allegedly. Allegedly. If you drink it, if you drink it standing up, it's better for you though. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you're moving while you drink it, I got this. I got this. There you go. There you go. Of course, of course, you know, this is the first time all day I took my standing desk and sat it down. Okay. So that I could sit down for this conversation. But when I have that, you know, heart attack a day after that doctor's appointment, and say, well, you're you should have known. Right. Well, yeah, hopefully. But, you know, you should have known. You should have told me it's your fault I had this heart attack. Well, okay. Now, so, so that's a really good, okay. That's a great analogy. So I want to back up for a second. All of those things that you just said, for the most part, are not a financial impact to the person you just gave that advice to, right? So like if you say, Chris, you need to drop 30 pounds, there's a lot of things I can do to drop 30 pounds that really have zero. In fact, I'm probably lowering my cost because I'm intaking less calories, right? <laughs> there, you, um, there you go. Yeah, but you're probably intaking higher quality calories. So obviously, costs actually obviously. went up. Wait, yes, for sure. Uh, my, right. my, uh, I'm not even going to go there. But you, <laughs> I think there's a, a, a truth component to this, though, that as, you, as an MSP, if they're listening to this, is the conversation with your client isn't about how to spend more money in the context of reducing risk, uh, reducing your vulnerabilities. It's about understanding the risks and choosing to take action, whether it means an exercise program or, or maybe you choose not to exercise because like you just don't want to do that effort, but you've decided to invest in the bars, which do cost money, but you're still lowering that body weight. And I, and I think that's what's really easy to lose sight of is that this isn't a uh, end-all be-all. It's not a do this, not that, or bad things will happen. It's bad things are already happening. We're talking about how do we reduce finger pointing? How do we make this more about like, hey, Eric, we just had something really bad happen. These are some of the, the things that have, and I, and I have this example to know that this is possible. The, the client that I told you about that um, MDM switch, they could blame all kinds of people. Uh, the next day he still went and played golf or went to a, a golf tournament with the CFO of this company, knowing full well what had happened. The conversation that we had prior to that was, what do we do? I got to tell this client bad news. And I'm like, tell them the bad news. Tell them the bad news. In all of its glory and leave out some of the pieces that are not pertinent to solving the problem. You can't do anything about what has already happened. And I think that's mm -hmm. one of the dangers that MSPs get into is not wanting to tell some specifics of like, well, Joe should have didn't bad things happen. Well, 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 yeah, the, the, I told you so's don't matter at that point. Right. And I'll tell you, even if Joe didn't exist, there's still the secretary that clicked on the link. There's still the guy in engineering that was driving with his phone and the, your Amazon order needs to be rerouted. Click here to connect to FedEx or whatever it might be. And we've all done it. In fact, the crazy part is the Nigerian print still exists, right? Like the, the fax was back in the day. Today, it's still in a form of an email or a Twitter link or a text message. We're all So still you know that it. guy too? You yeah. know that guy yeah. too? He called me yesterday and he said, Chris. Did he give you my routing number? He did not do that. This guy was really, <laughs> really helpful. In fact, I had no idea that you could go to Best Buy and purchase gift cards. And I actually save money on the gift cards because certain gift cards actually cost less than the value that gets placed on them. I'm like, just, this is amazing stuff. And he's like, but he made me stay on the phone and he encouraged me to walk to Best Buy. 
And I finally said, the closest Best Buy is an hour and 15 minutes away. Hello? At 80 miles an hour. Hello? <laughs> Apparently, I was not the right victim for him. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I guess finger pointing at the end of the day is something that's going to happen no matter what. And I, and, and I know I keep coming back to this. Eric, what's your answer for reducing the finger pointing and having it be more of a conversation that says, we know this has happened and how do we keep moving forward? Because it's going to happen. No, no one is going to avoid a, a, a finger pointing situation, obviously. No one's really going to avoid a ransomware or other uh, nefarious action on a network. It's, it's just a question of when. The reality is how quickly can we mitigate it? Because the mitigation period isn't very big. And the longer it takes, usually the more it costs. Right, right. So, you know, the, I think it comes down to client communication and, and making people, making sure that those clients understand, look, here's what's possible. Here's the tools we use. Here's the things we can do to help educate your, your users. Here's the things we can do to help educate, um, you know, your, your C-level. Right. You know, because they're, they're going to have a different reaction to it. Um, and, you know, here, are, here are all the things. Right. And, and to go back and, and have that conversation, you know, sit down with that customer, you know, look, while you weren't looking, while you were sequestered at home for the last year, uh, you know, with your head down. Right. Uh, it turns out the world changed. It changed a around lot. us yeah. a lot. And, you know, uh, if, if you want to listen to some of the industry pundits, hey, we made 10 years of progress in two months, three months, right. uh, because we had to. Right. Uh, but along with that, guess what? The bad guys made that much progress too. Right. So, so the things that traditionally worked for us, you know, don't. And by, I mean, like traditionally worked for us or what worked six months ago, maybe doesn't get us there anymore. Well, to say um, something's impossible now put someone thinking about the possible, right? As soon as, as soon no, as we nothing's put, impossible, some things are damn expensive. <laughs> that's true. And, and I think that's the point that I think has to carry a lot of weight at this, you know, in, in this timeline is our job isn't to make you invincible. Our job is to make you difficult to breach. And when I say right. difficult, I mean, sometimes it's as simple as, dude, just close the door. Like, Yesterday, I, you left the garage door open all day long, and all you had to do was put this one little thing in place, and at least after 15 minutes, it would have said, hey, Chris, do you still want to leave the door open? Oh, mine closes automatically after 15 minutes. Uh, so I had I had that <laughs> set that way, and I realized I had left the dogs in the garage, and so they were going in and out, then the garage door closed, and they couldn't get out, and so then my wife called and said, you left the garage door closed, and I'm like, oh, man. You couldn't reopen it from your phone? Well, I could at that point. Now, but... Of course, now somebody knows how to break into both our houses. Exactly. You just crack that account. Yeah. And it's very sophisticated. First off, you got to find my house. So, I mean, that's a, that's, you're doing pretty good if you got that far. So as we, as we wrap up this episode, one of the things that comes to mind is tabletop exercises. And I think about some of the clients that you and I have shared over the years and that, you know, fateful day, a few years back when I got the midnight phone call. Do you do tabletop exercises? Like how do we have that sit down around the table after an incident like that one to say, 
hey, stakeholder, these things happen. These are the things that we need to think about going forward. And then for future proofing, like, like you said, in two months, we catapulted forward 10 years. You know, what's the next conversation? Like you and I both know that there has been software decisions made by some of our clients that you're like, on what planet are you putting this in place after the hell you put us through to be more secure? And then suddenly this is convenient, easy to use and wide open mm-hmm. to the internet. Um, yeah, yeah. Actually just had that conversation with, uh, with someone Said who we have shared. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, you know, and it's like, did you ask this question? Did you ask this question? Did you ask this question? Yeah. Well, and here was the answer. Okay. Well, that's not the answer. That's <laughs> well, or, or like a partial the, answer. I think what's worse than that, and this has got nothing to do with the client we're referring to, because I've got some that are in this other camp where they're like, security is paramount in their organization, but they're monitoring. Until it isn't. Well, right. <laughs> I'm saying that their focus, <clears throat> their focus on it is at least on the surface appears to be very deep. But when you ask questions about, Hey, do you mind if I turn the reporting on mapped against this framework or this set of tools, man, it's like you asked for the wrong, like you do not ask that question. No, we will not turn that on. And what do you mean? You want more information? Uh, I don't know about you. I don't want a finger point, but I use information to help make decisions and when information that is available is ignored, then I feel stupid just because I know it's there and you're saying I can't have it. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Well, so go, let's, let's tabletop back to exercise. Table, yeah. Tabletop exercise. Yes. I view the tabletop exercise as something that needs to happen before the, in this case, security event, since that's what we're supposed to be talking yeah. about here yep. is security. Um, you know, I, I view that as something as before, but you said, you know, kind of after, after an event, that's really the opportunity you had to, um, the that's really the opportunity you had the debrief, right? There, there was the word I was looking for. Yes. So, you know, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the debrief, but the tabletop exercise is okay. What do we do when it has all hit the fan? Right. Um, but we have not fully, um, you know, developed a plan to deal with this. And that's one of the places I think you can end up getting the finger pointed at you is, hey, what do you mean we have the situation? We've never talked about it. Right. If you can say, you've, you know, you, you don't have that problem, you're probably a long ways towards removing or minimizing the finger pointing at you, you know. But does, does that really, at the end of the day, you're never going to think of everything. Well, right. So, so the thought that does come to mind for me is let's not, let's not make this, uh, the, the fear and, uh, you know, the hell of damnation kind of conversation where it's like uh, bad thing happened. What are we doing? Cause we could easily do a, a debrief, you know, in particular with the example you gave about the phones, what could be avoided in the future, right? Like how do we, minimize this. And if you think about it, we could, without even working very hard, you could turn this into a cybersecurity conversation about something that had nothing to do with cybersecurity per se in in the moment, but has everything to do with cybersecurity in one way, shape or form, uh, just by one little tweak. Maybe the challenges and challenging all MSPs is stop making tabletop exercises be 
the you know hair on fire the the sky is falling all of those really bad scenarios because those can be really difficult to think through clearly because we one we're not going to think of everything but to go back in time and look at small examples of impact to business or it could be as simple as a power outage right like i had a transformer (laughs) a transformer melt in the the school district in the in the main building for all of our infrastructure that when you go from uh, power goes out, switches to generator, that transformer melted. It's, I think, set to 180 degrees insulated. Uh, one of the guys touched it, actually got burnt. It was melting so nicely. Uh, then we bypass it to fix everything and literally take down fire and alarm, bells, paging systems. Uh, I mean, it was, it was crazy. And I realize this is now back to a, becoming a debrief. But if we look at that scenario and said, you know, what are the things that should change? We found out like there's certain communication protocols that weren't even set up properly. And, you know, this can happen to anybody. And I think that the goal I would have and that I would want anybody who says, I don't even know where to start with tabletop exercises is start simple and make it really easy to be successful. And then kind of increase the complexity as you as you look towards not wanting to be a victim of something that could have been avoided. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole tabletop exercise uh, idea is <laughs> we actually had a similar problem uh, actually four, five days ago. Uh, the main breaker into our office um, let all its smoke out. Did and the sprinklers kick on? No, it was outside. All okay. the smoke came out of it outside. Not actually all the smoke. It was... Um, uh, so we're talking electrical smoke at this point too. So we're talking electrical. Yeah, yeah, this is right. Except not quite. It was just, it was, it was one of the hottest days we'd had. And, uh, this thing, I went outside and I'm like, Hmm, that's awfully warm, mm-hmm. but we have, we have two suites on two, two different mains. The other one was fine. And it's like, Hmm, this ain't good. But all of our infrastructure courses on this one. And, uh, we had, everything we needed. We had generators. We had the right kind of UPSs. It was a, well, okay, no big deal. Get, you know, fire up the, the generators. We don't have a space where we can actually have a, an outside one that wouldn't get stolen. Um, <laughs> Ours is actually indoors. Yeah. So, uh, you know, fire up the generator, get everything cut over. Okay. Leaving on a sales appointment. <laughs> So I, I will tell you, and we this. left We left the newest guy in the company here. You Should got this. Okay. <laughs> so, so almost identical to what you just said. Here's the crazy part. We couldn't figure out why our UPS is in the server room. This is last, this is last Monday, why they kept just shutting down. I mean, like not switching to battery, just killing everything Turning off. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like full battery charge and wham, like not good for server equipment, but like what's worse than it getting shut off hard. Oh, wait. Electrician puts the the meter probe on the twist lock 30 amp circuits. I had 140 volts coming off of hot. I had 110 coming off of common and I had 27 volts going to ground. Touching Mm -hmm. that would have not been pretty for anybody that might have had their hands a little close to the metal. When they bypassed everything, we, we blew the surge suppressor and damaged our 100 amp panel in the server room. And after we got everything cleaned up and fixed, we turned everything back on. All of our UPSs, beautiful. 
clean power. Everything's working the way it's supposed to be. And we're like, huh, wonder how long that uh, 27 volts on ground had been there before the UPSs finally were like, it's not clean power. We should turn off. Yeah. 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 Party's over. Party's I, over. Don't like, I don't, I don't like this anymore. So, so in a nutshell, as we went off on some tangents that are all tied to good tabletop exercises that help, you know, maybe to some degree, make it somewhat humorous and lighthearted in getting those first tabletop exercises out of the way. The bottom line is if you do tabletop exercises, you reduce finger pointing. And quite honestly, if you reduce finger pointing, you probably minimize the recovery time. You do. Well, yeah, because now you don't have to have that argument. Look, bad crap happened. We got to fix it. Right. And I think to some extent, we talk about this a lot. Like if a, if a client or an employee clicks on that link, the example you gave with regards to $30,000, I could fire that person for clicking on the link. Now everybody lives in fear, right? Now everybody's like, well, I clicked on that link and I don't want anybody to know because I might lose my job. The reality is it's like, hey, learning moment. It wasn't their fault because the guys that are out there that are bad guys, mm -hmm. the way they're doing this, if you were in a bank and you were the teller and a guy comes in with a gun and says, give me all the money, you're going to give it to them. Give them all the money. That's this right. is exactly the same thing, just a different way of achieving the same end result. $30,000, I got you to click on the link. Might not sound as bad, but the reality is these are criminals using tactics to convince you that the alternative is worse. Right. Well, Eric, I appreciate you being on the show as always. For those of you listening, right. this has been an episode of MSP 30, 1337. Thanks and have a great week. Thanks.